Man. You heard that, right? Hate. I have to hate my family if I want to follow Jesus. What's he talking about? As I was praying about this, I, <clears throat> I came to the realization I, I don't hate my family, <clears throat> but I do hate options. Growing up, I remember <clears throat> that we were so poor. I'm starting to sound like my parents, but we, <laughs> we were so poor. This is true. We got to go out to eat once a year. And my brother and I got to pick where we would go. And every year, we, we, we knew six months in advance we were going to Red Lobster. Because Red Lobster was seafood and we never got seafood. You know, you could get hamburgers at home. You remember Beanie Weenies, you know, like, it's amazing that I'm as healthy as I am. <laughs> How I grew up eating, but it was, I, I, and I remember my brother and I just thought we were kings for that one day. Now we go out to eat all the time. And like people are like, hey, where do you want to go? And you're like, I don't know. There's too many options. And then you go to the place and you're like, ah, like, like it was this last week I went to Kobe's and I was sitting there. I'm like, you know, I should have gone to Fireflower. So it's never good enough, you know, because there's always these other options to your life. It seems like we have so much freedom in America because we have so many different choices. But it's beginning, at least in my life, to become overbearing. Again, back in my day, right? Starting to sound like an old person. No offense to the elderly, but back in my day, if you wanted a cup of coffee, you got Folgers or Maxwell House. That's it. Now, you go into Starbucks? Good Lord. And here's the thing. Don't fool yourselves. Most of you aren't even drinking coffee anymore. It's a disguised dessert in the morning. That's all you're drinking. <clears throat> Not to mention the price of it. It seems like freedom, but it's paralyzing. And so I think that a lot of us feel trapped. I went to Walmart this last week. All I wanted was a toothbrush. Just one toothbrush. I don't know if you've been to Walmart and looked at the toothbrushes. It's a wall. There's hundreds of them. And, that, and that's, you know, this bristle count and size and then you can get a two-pack or a four-pack or a ten-pack when I only want a one-pack. And then they have electric. That's a whole nother section. And then somehow they figured out how to use sound, right? Sonic care to keep your teeth clean. And once you've spent 20 minutes, actually, you know what? They even have one that was made out of charcoal. The bristles had infused charcoal in them because it claimed it whitened your teeth more. Once you've picked that, you turn around and there's 4,000 different toothpaste. How are you supposed to know what to get? I'm not a dentist. It was driving me nuts. And it's just, I, you know, it's no wonder we're so afraid to make choices, especially the younger generation. They can't commit to anything. You have Walmart and Costco and Sam's Club. And then when you think you've exhausted all of your options, Amazon. And a whole new world opens up. It's incredible. We are so afraid to make choices, like full-on commitments, because what if we choose the wrong thing? This is why I, I can almost guarantee 
fewer and fewer people are getting married because they don't want to commit. It's also the reason why young people, I've talked to a lot of business owners, they can't hold a job because there's too many options. So instead of just picking one, we carry around all of these options hoping to balance our lives. I had a vivid image of this. Uh, last week I was in Shields. I don't know if you know this, but hunting is here. It's upon us. Bow hunting is open. And so I had to go pick up a few things. And I was just going to actually get one thing in Shields. So I walked in, went to the hunting section. I got one thing, right? And I'm like, okay, I got to go now. And as I'm walking, I'm like, oh, yeah, I need that. And I, oil, yeah, I need that. And I'm walking, yeah, I need that and that and that. All of a sudden, I look like a moron. I'm like trying to hold all of this stuff. <laughs> this lady who works at Shields comes up and she's like, Sir, you know we have carts, right? <laughs> and I'm like, here's the thing. The reason it's such an image to me is because that's what I feel like everybody's doing. We're, we have all of these options, all of these friendships and relationships and stuff and commitments and jobs. And we're just, if we just set them down and go get the one necessary thing, the cart, life would be a lot easier. It wouldn't be so hard to carry all of these things. For most of our lives, I think we just walk around with all of these options. And I think what Jesus is saying is he's like, I'm the one necessary thing. When you, when you choose me and put me first, everything else is decided. I know the gospel sounds crazy, but it's not. We're not supposed to hate our parents. If you get, it's a Jewish literary device. It's, 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 it's in the Hebrew language. They use hyperbole. But basically what it means is, is like, not hate, but like, love less. So, unless you love your mother and father less than you love me, you can't follow me. All he's saying is, I have to be first. You know, a better, if I can put it all together, he's like, I know you're tired. Because there's so many good things, there's so many good relationships, and you're trying to hold all of them together. And what it does is it divides your heart. And what would give you the greatest joy is if you would just choose me, then everything else will be decided. Let me give you an example of what this looks like. <clears throat> I was praying over this about a month ago. I got uh, oil change at Ford, okay? And I had them look at my pickup. I was like, look at my pickup. There's something wrong. I, I hear this clicking. And they're like, kid, it might take a little bit. I'm like, it's fine. They had it the entire day. They called me and they're like, yeah, you know, we really didn't get time to look at it. And I'm like, okay, you know, the oil change. Yeah, I think they're doing that right now. Okay. So I show up to Ford, I walk in and they're like, here's your bill. Zero dollars. And I'm like, <laughs> I just got a free oil change. And I'm driving away. And all of a sudden, you're a Christian. You don't steal. Go back. But they messed my whole day up. Look, I don't care. Go back. So I went back. And I came in. I'm like, you guys didn't charge, charge me for an oil change. 
You know what they said? We didn't do one. <laughs> oh, yeah. You want to talk about the level of rage? <laughs> I tried to do the right thing, and they didn't even do it. But that's the point. No matter what it is, you always do the right thing because he's first. Always. Everywhere. Where else does it stand? In the old marriage rite, it said this, and forsaking all others, I choose you. That's commitment. What does that mean? It means, not that you don't have friendships and relationships. What it means is when there's a conflict between other relationships and my spouse, my spouse wins. When there's a conflict between my work and my spouse, my spouse wins. When there's a conflict between my stuff and my fun, my spouse wins. That's what Jesus is saying today. When there's any conflict in your life between me and the thing, I win. I win. So are you Democrat or Republican? You're Christian. He wins. Biden doesn't win. Trump doesn't win. He wins. That's how you vote. So, have I built my life around following Jesus or have I fit following Jesus into the life I've built? Or better yet, who do you live for? Yourself or for him? Like I'm first and I squeeze God in wherever I can or God's first and I squeeze me in. Because one lives to a simple life of joy and peace and the other one leads to a life, a complex life of exhaustion. I'll leave you with the words, one of my favorite prayers ever written, I think, by a Jesuit named Father Pedro Rupe. He said this, nothing is more practical than finding God than falling in love in a quite absolute and final way with him. Because what you're in love with, what seizes your imagination, will affect everything. It will decide what will get you out of bed in the morning, what you do with your evenings, how you spend your weekends, what you read, whom you know, what breaks your heart, and what amazes you with joy and gratitude. Fall in love, stay in love, and it will decide everything.